Second half of the show, second hour, and we are moving across our borders. We're going to Ghana today, where there is a museum that is currently in the process of being built. It's called the Pan-African Heritage Museum, and the goal in many ways is to reflect and reclaim on the history of our continent. Joseph Warungu is a media consultant and trainer, and uh, he is in uh, Kenya, I'm assuming Nairobi, Joseph, is that correct? Joseph? Yes, I'm in Nairobi at the moment. Ah, hi, Joseph. Brilliant to be chatting to you. Joseph, you you wrote about this um, Pan-African Heritage Museum that is in the process of being built. Uh, Plans are afoot to create it. And uh, I'm interested in what your take is on what you see. I know that you did one of the virtual tours. I tried to get into the virtual tour, but... uh, they were charging in dollars, and I thought, well, I was going to give it a pause. So I thought, well, you've done it. What did you see on the virtual tour of what this museum could be? Oh, thank you, Michelle, and good morning. Um, I think the, the virtual uh, museum is um, a replica of what uh, will be on site when the actual museum is you know, constructed uh, in Ghana. And at the moment, what is mainly on display um, are some really beautiful uh, works of art by African artists, contemporary African artists, um, including, you know, artists of African uh, descent. Um, and then you also get to see kind of the layout of what uh, the actual museum uh, will be. So, for example, they will set aside for, you know, uh, some two-acre plot for the construction of... of uh, replicas of you know ancient our ancient and also sort of modern uh, kingdoms in Africa to sort of represent the you know the the, the African culture uh, in that so primarily at the moment is just reflections of African art and then you know building on to what you might also get to see once the museum is completed which should be sometime in the middle of next year so, Joseph, your take on something like this, you know, I was so interested when I read this, A, because it looks like this is a really, really costly uh, process of what they're hoping to do. But B, it certainly is taking up with um, the challenge, the issue, the, the possibilities of a museum which is about, which is pan-African as opposed to nationalist. Talk to us about your take on that. Yes, sure. And I think that's what drew me to, to the project. Because in fact, yeah. we do have museums uh, all over Africa, you know, in, in, in different countries. All countries have, you know, even more than one museum. So I think the unique thing about it is that uh, it is a, pan- a Pan-African museum. And what that means is that uh, it is trying to to bring together uh, peoples, African people, or peoples of African descent from around, not just the continent, uh, but the world, in one place, so that in one venue you can get to experience, uh, you know, the whole, uh, you know, display of, of of African culture beyond our borders. And because even when we talk about slavery, for example, the millions of people who were taken away from the African continent to become slaves in America and other places, uh, they carried with them elements of 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 of, of Africa. And that is what it is. That spirit, it is those artifacts, 
are those kind of materials that the museum wants to attract back. But mainly to help, especially young Africans, to you know take a pride in their own culture or cultures because this is you know sort of the whole of the African continent and say look we did we did used to have a way of life we had our own philosophy we had our own arts of work and ways of expression and it is still relevant today our own traditional medicine for example our own ways of you know spiritual mm. worship and so on is still relevant so it, to to entrench that spirit of I would call it maybe pan Africanism but ground it in, in, in a history and a culture that people can associate with. You know, Joseph, it's interesting that you mention slavery because I understand that the location of this new museum is in fact closely linked and and closely positioned with regards to the door of no return, which is where millions of Africans had to leave the continent, were forced to leave the continent under terrible circumstances and forced into slavery. Tell us exactly about that location. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, so this museum is located, uh, it's a 10-acre plot. It's got a huge chunk of land mm. um, in, in Pomadze Hills in the central region of Ghana. It's, it's, it's about, what, maybe 40 kilometers from the capital of, uh, of uh, you know, Accra. Um, mm. And then that's where the museum is actually situated. But from there, just and barely an hour's drive, you get to the you know, Cape Coast Castle, and, and that's where I, I've been to that place, and it's, it's really emotional even for visitors mm. who come to, to, to that place. When you get to tour that, that castle and to get to the actual door of No Return, which is a door that really, uh, when people step off, you stepped off into the Atlantic Ocean, and off they went uh, into slavery. So people come there, especially people who have you know, um, never been to Ghana before, uh, people who maybe are coming from, from, from uh, the other parts of the Western world, they actually often break down. When you see the moment you walk mm. through that door, this is it. Your family, your ties to the continent, your life, your future. That, that was the end. So I find it quite interesting that uh, the culture that uh, the museum is trying to, to revive, to protect, to curate, will be situate, situated in a place, you know, the place where it will, it will all get a home. Is not too far from the place of exit, where it all left in for, in the form of the people who were taken away by, you know, by by force. So, um, I don't know that that was a deliberate move, but it's it's quite interesting that you have that. Yeah, this is where we lost everything, and this is where we are gaining everything back, hmm. uh, at least in the form of uh, our, our 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 memories, our history, and that sort of thing. Joseph, you say we're gaining everything back, and I did start to wonder if there would be. Um, conversations, uh, intergovernmental conversations and diplomatic conversations amongst the different countries and possibly even the EU with regards to the return of materials, the return of objects, the return of so many different artworks which uh, are currently uh, in the global north and whether these might find their way to a museum of this nature. No, uh, absolutely, Michelle. I mean, one of the biggest champions of this museum is the president of Ghana, Nana Kufuado, who who has who has said it clearly that he he's inviting, you know, he's 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 laying open his country through this museum to host um, artifacts that you know people would like to be hosted in Ghana. That you know, kind of. Uh, stuff that was yeah. stolen from from uh, our, our African continent, and it's interesting that there are heavy people beginning. To, he's the main political driver behind it. He's not, 
the, you know, there are, you know, uh, civilians who are founders of the, of, of, of the museum, but he's, he's a, he's a sort of the political drive behind it. But it's interesting to see that the president of Botswana also endorsed um, the museum and a few more are coming on board. And this whole push uh, to have uh, the artifacts that have been stolen and kept away for centuries, uh, for many of them from West Africa and parts of Southern Africa and even East Africa, where, where, where I'm from, to come back. And there is now a recognition in the Western world that, hey, we cannot hang on to these people. It doesn't be, it, to this stuff. It doesn't belong to us. It's not the home, and it has its owners. And, you know, there's that push to kind of get this stuff back. And that movement mm. is really gaining momentum that um, before there were all kind of excuses or, you know, we have uh, these kind of facilities that are better suited to uh, to keep these arts and, and so on. They're saying, but, but it doesn't belong to you. Um, in the same way that colonialists came and had to leave the continent, well, now we also want our stuff back. That is what kind of this museum is laying its arms up and saying, we're here and we've got experts from... You know, the museum in the management board, there are people from from all over, you know, the African continent, historians and other experts and, and so on. So it's a very collective Pan-African effort. And say so we've got the will, we've got the capacity, and we've got the specialists who can make these things uh, happen. So Ghana is really just setting an example of what, you know, almost every African country could do to retrieve its own stolen works of art and yeah. artifacts. Joseph, in closing, and this was is, is an operational question always about um, museums, there's the sense, and we see it here in South Africa, that build it, A, build it and they will come, and B, the concern that it is then built, but there's never uh, money that is main, used to maintain the building as it continues. So if something costs uh, 10 rand to build, but over the years it may cost 500 rand to maintain, We'll often get the 10 rand to build, but not get the 500 rand to maintain. Are you getting a sense that this is um, going to be something that will have huge focus? I mean, huge cultural tourism opportunities as well. Are you getting a sense that that this is something that will be maintained and uh, be ongoing? Oh, absolutely, Michelle. The fact that... um this museum has started not with government support necessarily, but just uh, it's, it's a fundraising effort by, by like-minded uh, people who care about this cause. And, you know, that's, what, that, that's the approach that's been used to, to raise funds, something like $50 million. Actually, a little bit more than that. I will be required yeah. to set up this museum. The idea is that the museum will create um, um, a cultural ecosystem around it, that the communities yeah. around that, uh, there will be it, it's more than just a museum. There are other facilities there. There are there are cinema halls. There are exhibitions. Uh, there are sites that people can visit. So it's you know the, the, even accommodation will be very easily available. So you could just take a tour. Look, I'm going to spend maybe two days at the museum, and you've got a yeah. place to stay. So the idea that the museum becomes self-sustaining as opposed to relying on government, which is what unfortunately many of African museums suffer from because then funds are limited and, you know, staff is not looked after properly. The idea is that this will have, A, the goodwill of a lot of people, and B, it will have um, a, a business models that allow it to be self-sustaining uh, through yes. the flow of visitors, of production of certain materials. The fact that it will invite African artists to come and uh, do recordings and collaborations or in, 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 in music and other things, um, it is hoped that this, I feel confident that this uh, would be a different way to sustain the museum as opposed to the traditional government-funded projects that we see all over our continent. 
Joseph, thank you so much for joining us. Joseph Orungu is a media consultant and trainer talking to us from Nairobi in Kenya and uh, discussing this uh, new Pan-African Heritage Museum, which is in many ways seeking to reclaim, re-engage, re-imagine with the history of our continent. It can be found and will be found in Ghana when it is ultimately built. And if you do want to go online and have a look at it, just look up Pan-African Heritage Museum or PA. HM Pam, and uh, you'll check it out.